Mech Football Pod. Hey, Scott, when you do your NCAA 14 uh, dynasties, what's the best conference you think you've ever built? Or what was the most fun you've ever done? You Did Did you do a regula- uh, relegation one? Yeah, we did. And that was the best one. <laughs> but we only got like one season into it. So we About, did like... Yeah. Too, many, too many glitches. We, yeah, we got to the point where we relegated and promoted people, but that was it. But you didn't have one like solo that you did like that? I thought, I thought you did. I mean, I think I did to sound cool, but I didn't actually do it. Oh, well, you sound very. What you could have just like been cool in private and not a loser on this podcast. What? Why did you do that? No, I really bad political move on your part, Scott. No, I don't think so. I think I I need to be a real person. You know, I need I need the public, mostly you, to know who I actually am. I'm so confused. It's all right. I do want to play NCAA 14 again. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, have you ever considered putting like more steroids into the SEC whenever you did that? Uh, no, I think I would try to make them weaker if possible because why would I want the SEC to be the strongest conference? Right. It's more fun if like Akron's the national championship three times right. in a row. Yeah. I think every once in a while I'd put my team into the SEC and that was just to make life in the SEC really bad for everybody else. Mm-hmm. USC to SEC. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, we're talking about this on a Mac football podcast because the waves do go out pretty wide. You know, uh, why are they doing this? The bottom line is going to be, oh, the answer to everything's money. Let's just say that right off top so we don't have to like keep repeating ourselves later on. Like, why are they why are they moving conferences? Yeah, you know, potential for lots of things, you know in terms of like getting more money with these TV contracts and such uh, trying to navigate their way through you know their current deal with their partners that end up in a few years um, they still have you know Texas and Oklahoma they have to navigate through that why not join the SEC you know why not just have this mega conference because you also want to squeeze in a bunch of teams into the playoff and if you join the conference that is absolutely going to win the strength of schedule argument year in and year out, this is just going to further dominate that way of us talking about this sport when it comes to ranking teams down the stretch every single year. So why do you do it? A lot of it is that reason right there. That means more money. More money! Thank you, Scott, for the breakdown. Yeah. So also, there is a Mac connection because Mac Brown used to be the coach of Texas. There's your Mac connection. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yep. You're welcome. I, I thought I would tie it all together for you. Uh, but, Scott, you know, does that, I mean, but like, don't you think like that's like first and foremost, like we're going to talk about like the ways of it afterwards, like, you know, what happens to the rest of the schools that are not just in the sec like how are those all going to be impacted but like just speaking for like the playoff alone you know as it's written it allows for the six highest ranked conference champions and the six highest ranked non-champions to enter that um i mean with that like a normal sec you're like okay 
I could see how they fit seven, but like realistically, like it makes sense if the SEC has like five representatives on a on a decent regular year, right? Sure. With now that it's adding Oklahoma, it's not it's not official. Still, lots of shit to go. Still, probably years away from it actually being totally in motion, right? But like sure. with Oklahoma and with Texas, like it's just it's got to be boosting that up, right? Right. I think the thinner you spread yourself as a conference, so like if you had 20, 24 teams, that just like creates the chance that Texas is undefeated and then, or maybe one loss, Texas has one loss and Missouri has one loss and Georgia has one loss. And it just makes the whole conference look better because you just have so many less teams with multiple losses because they're all so far apart and they never actually play each other. Compared to like, I don't know, let's say the new or the, yeah, whatever the Pac-12 is going to be or Pac-10, whatever. So that's going to have a bunch of teams that are cannibalizing themselves because they all play each other and they're all going to be only maybe one team that actually only has one loss at the end. So they're making themselves look better because sure, they're a bigger conference, but there's so many less losses going around, you know? Yeah. I just... I just don't like it, man. It just sucks. Like, it, like it, it kind of fits, you know, having, it's just going to sound so weird, having Oklahoma and Texas thinking them as southeastern schools, right, regionally. Like, it kind of makes sense. Well, they're definitely, like, you got to consider the south, right? They're still south, yeah. right? And then they're still conference. So we're only missing the eastern part, you know? Mm-hmm. There's still everything else is still there. I just think of it in creative ways. It just sucks to like see like this is the movement of the sport though. Like this is like, you know, the people that were in charge of making the playoff were very good about being very tight lipped about the whole situation. And even like with Greg Stanky or Stanky, Greg Stanky, uh, you know, in the conversation. You know, in the station, in the conversation as well, throughout all that, he's like, no, 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 we love the four team, we love the four team, and even Bob Bowlesby's been like, yeah, I mean, four teams, yeah, four teams, it works, four teams work, and you know, they're involved in all that through the forming of the twelve team playoff, so tight lipped as ever. No one really had a hint that that was going to be the real possibility until the engine got really rolling, right. And then a couple, you know, couple months later, literally, hey, we find out that Oklahoma and Texas has been as tight-lipped as ever through the past six months okay. or so. That's that's like the most surprising thing is, like all these things have been happening and no one like had any idea. Yeah, nobody said anything. Well, yeah, like, I well, mean, because like, like two people, like there had to be like two people that were talking about this, and they were like, we're not allowed to say anything because I don't understand how that happens. Like. This day and age. You would think. You would think. But no, they're fucking tight-lipped as shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, also I, surprised I, I, I that, like, like, I am and I'm not surprised that it's two teams working together like that. And, like, those two, obviously, like, you want the Red River rivalry, right? Like, don't have to go down that road. Sure. You do want that. It's surprising to have, like, those two work together to join a conference instead of like Texas and then Oklahoma individually doing their parts. Like 
I mean, it it all just depends how it came about. Like, if the SEC contacted them first, I can see it. If, like, Texas, Oklahoma, like, we're, like, calling each other, trying to figure out, like, let's ditch the Big 12, like, I guess maybe that happened too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Somehow, or, like, maybe one of them they started talking to first, and then they're like, what if we just bring Oklahoma in too? We did that. They're like, oh, yeah, call your boys Oklahoma. See what yeah, your they friends. want to be. <laughs> Which we know now. They are friends. Apparently, they're great friends. So, yeah. I think my favorite thing is Texas A&M, like, secretly has to pretend to their fan base that they hate it. <laughs> but I think in reality, they're like, we have more money. All right. But we need to, like, pretend like we're mad about it. I don't want to act like I understand A&M too much because that's a crazy-ass cult. And, like, oh yeah, any, any too much reading onto that, that's going to change my algorithms on, on what I have on that's, Google. That's and, like, right. it's already, you know, fucked up as it is. I don't need to add, like, you know, hey, suggested article for you from Texags. I don't need that in my life. I don't need yes. that. Um, that's fair. But, I, yeah, like right now we know that Texas A&M and uh, Missouri don't like it. Arkansas, you know, they probably don't really like it either. They were trying- yeah, I'm going to put all those into quote-unquote don't like it because there's a chance that they're, like, super happy about it. Mm-hmm. And I was reading something about uh, from Georgia and one of their one of their higher-ups was talking to uh, dogsports.com from SB Nation, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, our administration doesn't love it. We're just kind of right. here for it." What's the next step, like after this? So, like, you know, Texas A&M, they're going to have like their meeting pretty soon on Monday to like sort things out. I guess. Psh, no, they're not. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, they're probably a week or so away from announcing anything formally about their departure from the big 12. So that means instantly right. the big 12 schools are like looking around and we're like, shit, we don't have any heavy hitters left. Our yeah. whole league was you two and us. Now you mm-hmm. guys are gone. Like, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, they have to be scrambling for answers. Like what, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like through the big 12? Like, what do you think the next step is for that league to try to like, get something going i mean i think they've all like collectively and individually called every conference possible mm-hmm. and have themselves tried to call every team possible to get them to join i think everything that could be done within what when did everything drop like wednesday <laughs> so within the past like four days i think they've desperately called everybody and everyone to try and figure out what the hell they yeah, I mean, do you think, like, anyone wants to, like, like, if anyone's going to stay in the, like, let's say the, one of their responses is, like, okay, yes, we have to, like, field all these phone calls to see, like, what the next best decision for us is, but if they all, at the end of the day, like, come back to the Big 12 and say, like, we need to figure out something to, like, keep the home that we have right now in this conference good and healthy and growing... One, they all have to be bitching about, like, making sure that they have better, like, TV contracts, of course, right? And it's going to be way harder to do without Texas and Oklahoma to sway Fox 
to sway ESPN any more than they already don't. Yeah. And so that itself is going to pose its issue. So I'm kind of answering my question there. Yeah, they're going to have to exit. But if they're going to stay around for any longer, they have to figure out, well, who's going to be our heavy hitters? Like, they they would have to, like, look around and figure out who that is. And if not, then they need to, like, go out of their way to find a heavy hitter to add, right? Right. And I think they're all secretly, like, telling each other, like, yeah, we're going to, like, we're just going to find another good team and like a couple teams and we're going to come together. But then on the other end, they're trying to get the fuck out of the big 12 as soon as possible. I think it's all just a show like, yeah, we're all going to work together. And then secretly they just, are they, I think they all kind of realize like we're all just mm-hmm. going to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Like what's the point of keeping the big 12 around when each team could just join their own conference and be better off instead of being in this crappy limbo world kind of like where the AAC is you know mm-hmm. so I, that's my opinion I think Iowa State for instance would just want to get out and maybe join the Big Ten for instance because that puts them in a better spot than anything possible the Big 12 could put together so mm-hmm. this might yeah I saw a headline I didn't get to read it all but like the Big 12 asked to join the Pac-12 as a mega conference which like yeah, we that. laugh and we're like shit that is the, that is the actual reality where we're headed to because like yes. no matter how you dice it up you guys can like change it however you want but what's gonna happen is that like the quote-unquote power conferences are going to be much more super regionalized in like a couple areas of america so like let's let's think west the pac-12 area through the mountains and maybe through like the hotter southern states, maybe some of them. Uh, that's all going to be one spot. The SEC, of course, now that it it's adding like Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma and Texas. I don't know if any of the other SEC schools are going to try to dip out or join any other leagues. I can't imagine why though. At this point, even no, if you're I mean, unless belt, something's like for sure lined up, there's no way. Yeah, no, like just. At, at, like yeah, at best you gotta like be voted out. Like you gotta you gotta carry me out of here, sort of deal. Like no uh, one's yeah. gonna be asking that. Leave the SEC. I I highly doubt that. But um, you got that like the Midwest, like with Pac-10 country or Big Ten country rather. How are how is that league gonna grow too? How is that going to like try to keep expanding? Like I I don't I don't know. Um, but like, I could see if like, you know, you said, and I didn't think about this until you said like, uh, more big 12 teams might buddy up and try to like join as a package deal. I could see that being a thing for like West Virginia and Iowa state joining the big 10. I would, at this point, I would not be very surprised to read that in two weeks. I think, I don't know. The problem with West Virginia is their academics are not the best. And that's like what steered away the ACC and the Big Ten over the years. So I don't know, like, if that's still like something the Big Ten's like concerned about. It's funny that it's a sports thing, but academics matter so much. But yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, and that that is like a part of being conferences is like holding each it other is. accountable for their images to like fit each other's yes. identities. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't think about that, but, I mean, even, like, just as, like, a football idea, more or less, 
And, like, West Virginia kind of does, like, fit that category of, like, you know, yeah, we could f- fake ourselves into being Big Ten country for a little bit. Why not? For sure. I think so. Let's be, I let's, think Kansas let's be the, is the let's other be the one. the rowdy kids in the classroom. Big. Fucking nerds. That could happen for sure. Shit, like, we were talking a little bit before this. The AAC, that was only born eight years ago. In large part, when, like, the Big East officially totally crumbled after the SEC, or the SEC, after Syracuse and Pitt both left the Big East for the for the ACC. Lots of dominoes fell later. We have the American Conference. It's not, like, outside of the realm of possibility to think that, like, maybe another conference is kind of born out of all the movements that are about to happen here in a few years, right? Like what? What are you saying? Well, it starts with, uh, I don't know, you just said West Virginia is not going to fit in the Big Ten, so let's let's start with them. Them and Baylor, they start a new conference, and then I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to go. Okay. I mean, I think it's going to drop to nine. Starting next year, the Nifty Nine. Yeah, I think it's going to be nine conferences. Oh, okay, nine conferences. Got it. I thought you meant yeah. the Big Twelve was going to be nine teams. No, no, that the Big Twelve is just not going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's not going to be a conference that replaces it. Mm-hmm. So, like, who juices up? Does like the American juice up? Does the Atlantic? Does that juice up? Like, where are, like, the heavy hitters going to, like, do you think they're going to start gravitating towards? And we're going to get, like, more exact with this later. But, like, which leagues do you think are going to, like, start juicing up the most from this? Well, I think it's the SEC's not done. I think they're going to keep adding a couple more Big 12 teams. I think the Big 10 might add two. And then I could see, like, Baylor is just like, oh, no, and then they have to join the AEC. <laughs> Yeah. Or Cafe USA. Something like ridiculous. I think think TCU might be like the next one for the AAC. For sure. I think that that makes that makes some sense. That makes more historical sense, I guess, because they've always kind of they haven't always been a power five kind of school. Yeah, like they only that that does make sense. Yeah, like I keep forgetting like how recent it was that they were still in like the like what Mountain West, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been not that long, you know. Yeah, and they had, you know, a couple good years, especially in the early 2010s, late 2000s. But, uh, yeah, okay. Um, One of the other ways that I could see this thing shaking up going into the MAC, SEC Network, they posted, I guess, uh, a four-team pods idea version of scheduling you know, scheduling games, which has been, like, not the most original idea. I first caught wind of it about, like, five or six years ago with, like, like Bill Connolly and uh, Stephen Godfrey over at SB Nation. They were kind of talking about it, like, how this would be, like, a better way of just doing games and scheduling games year in and year out rather than just going by divisions. And in the Mac, I hate the divisions. Like, it does suck. You could start... You know, if you're there for four or five years, there, you absolutely are in a realistic chance that, like, there's schools that you just haven't hit up as, like, a football player yeah. or as a – not really as a basketball player. You kind of travel more for that. Um, 
And I feel like if you're in the MAC, you should, like, just as a college football player in a 12 team league like that, you should be able to hit up every school at least once. In the current yeah. format, if you're only playing against the same five in your division, probably one guaranteed crossover game that, like, you're always playing. So, like, if you're at Toledo, you're always playing Bowling Green in the East. But you're not always hitting up the East teams throughout your career. A pod's way of doing it, which I wrote about five years ago at Hustle Belt, would fix the hell out of that problem. And I think it would – I just think it would be cooler. I think it would be better and more modern. Could you see – do you think, like, the SEC is going to adopt a pod's, like, way of scheduling its games? And do you think that we're going to see – that be more prevalent throughout college football, especially if there's more mega leagues? I mean, it could happen. The fact that it's been, it was the SEC network that was like, hey, like, look at this fun idea. <laughs> like, no one like from the SEC has actually like said anything about it, so I have a lot of doubt that they're going to be willing to jump away from the traditional, I guess, way to do it. Even though we're breaking all the traditional norms anyway, Going all these teams into a super mega conference. But I mean, I think, yeah, pause is obviously way better just to see everybody within the conference. So if that's what the SEC's goal is, then I think that's what they'll go with. If they just kind of want to keep their moneymaker games going, then I think they'll probably just stick with what they have. The way I have it set up for, for the Mac, so like the SECs, they have four pods of four teams, and it says like uh, SEC networks, I should say. Um, you know, nine-game conference schedule format. Play the other three teams in your pod every season. Play two games against each other, uh, against each of the other pods. And host every team at least once every four seasons. Bada boom, bada bang. Uh, in the MAC, where we have 12 teams, I wrote it, again, I wrote about it five years ago. I just copy and pasted it into the notes that if you're a Patreon subscriber... Um, one, thank you. Two, you should have this in your inbox right now because I have like the grid of it in the notes that I'm just going to publish right on there. Um, you can see it too instead of just hearing me and Scott talk about it for the next few minutes. You can see it for yourself. I have two teams that each MAC team will play every year because you know you have good rivalries with them or it just make some sort of sense. It's not the easiest to do with all these teams. You know, for Central, Western, Eastern, I mean, the Michigan Max right there, it's pretty easy. If you're Buffalo, you don't really have any rivals, even in this league. So it was kind of hard to, like, figure that out. Uh, but it all kind of worked out in the end, I think. I have it in three different pods, too, of three teams each. You're going to play... You know, if you're Akron, you, you're playing Kent State and Ohio every year. You're going to play, say, the A-Pod. That's your home games. B-Pod, those are your away games. And you're not going to see the C-Pod until next year. But you're still going to play eight conference games to leave yourself open for four non-conferences. Uh, and they just kind of rotate every year. So, so this year you'll have A at home, B on the road, C you won't see. Next year, you'll have B at home, C on the road, and you won't see A until the following year, and so on and so forth. And again, it would fit, you know, the idea that, like, 
hey, every four years you're going to play Buffalo at home and Buffalo on the road at least once. I don't know. Do you, would, do you think like this would be a, a good benefit for the Mac? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they didn't hire you to make this schedule. Amen to that. Hire yeah, me. I mean, it's, hire me it's to do super better things. Pretty easy. <laughs> it's, I mean, you get to see everybody every other year pretty much, right? Because mm-hmm. if you go like A pod, B pod, and then next year you're A pod, C pod, or whatever, however exactly you do it, it just makes more sense to see a team twice in your football career mm-hmm. instead of just zero times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, because like, it, not, it like, feels like like you're missing out on that, like looking out for their college experience. Like, wouldn't that just you just want to try to enhance their lives, right? Right, for sure. And as a fan, I have a reason to go to like every school, you know, within four years, and I cross oh, yeah. off like my bucket list basically. For sure. I mean, yeah, there, there's no need for like Eastern to play like uh, Buffalo every year or Penn State. Like, there's no like historical reason like they need to be playing every year. Mm-hmm. No, every other year or whatever, like it could be fine. Yeah. At the time when I wrote this, too, like, there wasn't the the trophy game between um, the Bill Mallory Cup. They didn't have that between Miami and NIU. So I didn't, you know, have a good enough reason to include uh, Miami and NIU as teams that they should be playing each other every year, right? But that's not so much as a rivalry as it is, is like, a nice commemoration for, like, one of the best Mac coaches of all time who won you know, a Mac title with both of those Mac schools. They don't have to play each other every year still, but if you, like, if they played each other, you know, two years in a row and took a year off, you know, twice out of three years, like, that's that's about as much as they need to be playing each other. Because it's, sure. like, it's not like, oh, we fucking hate Miami. Oh, we fucking hate NIU. No, it's not, you know. So it, it allows you to, like, keep up with rivalries without, like, forcing your dedication to it. But Miami should play Ohio every year, and Miami should play Buffalo every year. Maybe they should play Akron every year, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, make of that what you will. Uh, I mean, one that, like, like like Bowling Green was kind of hard to figure out, it looks like. What did I write? I said every year they should be playing Ball State and Toledo. That looks like a... I don't know what, what I was... Maybe that was a good team that I got filled in later. Bowling Green should definitely be playing Toledo every year, but... I don't know if, let's see, should they play, who should Bowling Green play every year? Nobody. I really don't care to see Bowling Green play anybody every year, so it's kind of hard to figure out. But I had to make a choice, right? You did the best you could. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think you just wanted to show you were a hipster and you thought of the idea of (laughs) Well... I mean, the SEC network. it's a long time coming, though. Like, all, like a lot of things, is, the cool. mega conferences, you know, the the pod scheduling, like, that's it's all a long time coming. Like, So, well, let's say, sorry, going a little bit off topic, but let's say, like, mega conferences, like, become more of a thing because they obviously are. Um, what do you think the conference schedule, like, amount goes to? Like, how many times, how many conference games is the SEC going to play in? Let's say the Mac even gets bigger. Like, how many conference games with the Mac? Yeah, that yeah, that it sucks because like we don't have like a college football commissioner to point to and say you need to re- like regulate this. Right. 
Because, yeah. like, at some point, it's like, okay, you can't play 10 conference games. Come on. Like, you could, though. You do have to pay the bills for an Eastern to go to Missouri, say. You know what I mean? You still. Maybe. I don't know. That's why I'm asking, man. I don't know. I really, like, nine is already a crazy format for me. Like, I do not, like, that. Like it's already a lot. Even though I liked seeing MAC teams play only MAC teams during 2020, despite everything else that was going on in the world, right? That was good. Uh, it was kind of cool. It, like, I felt like I was really part of the niche at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, man... It's got it's got to stick. It's probably gonna stick with eight because like the Mac can't look at its own Mac teams and be like, okay, even though that we're the brokest ones in the expensive league, we still <laughs> have to play each other the most and have the fewest opportunities to go out to get Kentucky's money, to get Alabama's money, to get UCLA's money for a little bit. And hey, what if they decide like they're gonna be a weekday league? Permanently. The money better be worth it. The money better be fucking worth <laughs> it. All right, Scott. Final segment. Final segment. It's uh, the conference realignment or reassignments. Uh, the TV contract for the Big 12, all that majorly ends in 2025. That's kind of why I set that in the notes. Um, yeah. And so maybe that's as long as like Oklahoma and Texas stays in that league, which would be really, really funny. Uh, but I have a list of schools here, and I want you to tell me, in four years, will they be with the league that they're in now, the conference that they're in now, or where will they move to? And you tell me You tell me their futures. Okay. Texas A&M. SEC. They're going to stick with the SEC because they have to? Yeah. Uh, that's where the money is now. This is true. Texas A&M does love money. Yes, they're all about the money. They're very rich. Uh, speaking of very rich, Notre Dame. This is probably the hardest one on the list. <laughs> and I'm going to say they're just going to stay independent because they're really weird about it. Because, like, right, like, your first thought is like, okay, if they join a conference, it's the ACC because they yeah. already have that relationship. Sure. For sure. Oh, man. Like, I think it, it would be funny for them to stay in, independent. But, like, if they're not, you know, a ranked conference champion, which they can't be, and the <laughs> SEC... And maybe the Big Ten, you know, if if Notre Dame's over there like, no, we're staying independent, no, we're staying independent, uh, don't you think they might be kind of squeezed into joining a conference against their Listen, own, even if it's just for football I, only? I totally think so, but Notre Dame's so weird about it, like, being their thing, you know? You know how there's, like, that guy in high school that always wore, like, the skull, like, winter hat, like, no matter what the temperature was, uh -huh. just because it was his thing, and he was like, it's super hot out, but it was his thing like, to always yeah. wear that. I think yeah. that's what Notre Dame is. They're just like, nope, this is our thing. Like, we're independent. And so, they're just going to stick with it so Notre Dame, forever, even though it doesn't make sense. 
this isn't pointing at anybody that you and I would both know mutually because we grew up together. But uh, yeah, Notre <laughs> Dame is definitely the Mike of college football. <laughs> That's fair. That's hundred percent fair. Clemson. There'll be an ACC still. Sticking with the ACC, they're not going to join the SEC. So. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know. The ACC hasn't been like nobody's been like a little wobbly yet. So that's why I think they're going to stick with what they have. Especially hey, if Notre Dame ends up joining them, I think. Hey, if there's so, anything, I mean, if there's anything that I apparently should have learned from the past six months is that, uh, hey, you haven't heard anything from them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. I, you're right. Miami of Florida. I see. I think they'll leave, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, like, what were they? They were. Like, like if they're gonna. They leave, were in the. Well, they were in the um, Big East, and then they left for the ACC, and that was like before, mm-hmm. like conference alignment thing was like kind of becoming a thing, so. I don't know. Like, they just seem like an SEC team to me. Yeah, like that, they, they seem like they want it. that, and like the like the program has been trying to like like find itself again. You know, through oh, yeah. football and like yeah, like the move to SEC. Like I, I could just I could see that happening for sure. Iowa State. Uh, I I hope they get into the Big Ten. I think it would be good for the Big Ten for them to be in the Big Ten. Do they just that? What I think if that you know, so you know how Matt Campbell's had like so much loyalty towards Iowa State, like that just goes out the window if they're not in the Power Five. <laughs> right. And, but like, don't you think it also kind of ruins Michigan's shot of hiring <laughs> Matt Campbell? Oh yeah, I mean, because <laughs> why would he want to leave? He's in the same conference. It's just a lateral move, I guess. As sad as that is for Michigan fans. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you listen to the Split Zone Duo podcast. I'm gonna guess not. But like this next school, they said would be a like a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna phrase it this way like a dirty perfect fit for for them to hire Matt Campbell, like culturally and everything. Uh, there's a lot going on at this school that would be also too perfect of a fit for Matt Campbell to go to. But if they stay in the Big Ten, who knows? Nebraska. Where are they yeah, they'll still years? be the big time. Yeah. I think Nebraska kind of realized how lucky they got 10 years ago. And they're kind of just like, all right, we can just keep doing this because we got really lucky the first time. But what if they join the Big 12 again? Because, like, I mean, after. No, like, they're not. After the, the way 2020 went. Again. Like, you don't think, no. like, you don't, you don't think there's any sour grapes between, like, the Big Twin, the Big Twin, the Big Ten and Nebraska? I mean, yeah, but they're not stupid. They just want to bitch about it in public, but secretly they're like, look at all the money we got. <laughs> because that's the theme. Sticking with that theme, Boise State, who should be at a better conference because of the money. Yeah, I think they'll still be in like the Mountain West. I, for some reason, I just never see them able to move up. Like, Unless the Big 12 is still a thing. My, my thinking is the Big 12 is not a conference anymore. And I just don't see where Boise State fits in. Like, they're in one of the categories where, like, 
they can openly like maybe not openly but they can definitely shop around to like different power leagues like maybe they go west to the, to the pack maybe they be the fa- the new face of the big 12 maybe shit maybe they're the american i don't know i think there's so many like like maybe the american sure but like the pack 12 like I'm pretty sure, like, based on their academic requirements, like, they're all, like, certain tier research universities, and I don't think Boise State at that level. So, that's, like, a big thing of why I don't think they would end up joining the pack. And then, I don't know, sure, they could join the AAC, but that's not the best move <laughs> in the world. Who wants to be in the AAC? Cincinnati. And I hope they get scooped up by the Big Ten. Yeah, I kind of want. Like, I mean, I mostly want them to join the MAC, but they're not joining the MAC. No, that's not. That's not going to happen. No. So I'm going to predict that they'll be in the Big Ten in five years. I like it. I like it. Houston. I don't know. Just nothing. The AAC, if it's still a thing. Big Twelve. It's not going to be a thing anymore. That's in my in the scenario. The Big Twelve is not a thing anymore. Oh man, I should have put more Big Twelve teams on here. Uh, West Virginia. I, we kind of. We, I don't know if I want to say West Virginia. I kind of want to surprise you because you did want to surprise, right? Sure. All right. What's so, a surprise? BYU. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, they're like so bad. Want to be something, but they're like stuck. Um. If there's another Pac-12 edition, maybe, but I don't know about their, again, their research level and all that stuff. I think that's their only hope. They're they're not going to join the SEC. They're not going to be in the Big Ten. I think their only hope is a Pac-12, and they get another school to join with them. The thing that, like, another thing that kind of sucks about them, and I don't know how much, like, TV markets is as big of a, thing nowadays i'm sure like it all matters especially because like these games start at a different time zone and all that stuff sure but i really wonder how much like their time zone is really hurting their chances for teams like byu for teams like boise that are just like kind of out in the mountains in that area and like them like getting the potential to like boost up other leagues like that i really do wonder that but are then again, I also zone, say, like, like, if you're really mountain. good, like, people are going to fucking watch you. What do you mean by time zone? Like, the mountain time zone yeah. itself? or Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there's also just not many people there. <laughs> so, you know, it just, it kind of sucks that I think Utah is like, what, a couple million people, three million people. Idaho has, like, two million people. Like, there's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Or any conference would be like, oh man, that's a great market for us to tap into. Right. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, we'll just go. Yeah. And we can start recruiting in that area. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, oh, more farm boys. Great. <laughs> that's what we needed. Maybe Boise State goes independent. Good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Boise throws me off so much. Like, they have so much success where they're at right now. So, and I don't know why they're not in a higher conference already. SMU. 
Oof, they're probably gonna be stuck in the AAC. I, I don't see anybody wanting them yet. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna be stuck there still. They got a lot of money. Got a lot of dough. Uh, okay. I know, but the death penalty, man, I think people are so weird about it. <laughs> Speaking about being weird about the death penalty, Army. Um, I don't know. They're probably going to be stuck still. Where What are they going to do? Go to the American. They could, and that would be great. The, and like, if they got, the, like, the AAC they got Air Force, to have, too. Yeah, they would also like be able to have Army-Navy as a conference game. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. What what does that do? Maybe Army is in the back. Ooh, thank you. Why thank you? I mean they play too many Mac teams already. So well, you're not, well you're not gonna say that with this next team, I say. Uh and these next schools are not even FBS. North Dakota State. Um I don't know. Do you think I'm gonna ask you because I'm so stuck on are they happy with just winning championships every year or are they gonna wanna maybe potentially make a little bit more money? Yeah, because like during the four team playoff era, like my answer was no. There's no way in hell North Dakota State would rather like represent a conference at the Camellia Bowl or even in the AAC if they would have gone that route. There's no way they would have rather gone to, you know, a, a decent bowl game than always be in at least like the semifinals for the FCS playoff. Like, cause that sort of atmosphere, like having those games at home too, like it's oh, yeah. not a big national brand. Everyone knows about North Dakota State. Everyone wants to say and log on to say like, oh, I cheer for NDSU. You're not going out of your way to watch these fucking teams. But like the people in Fargo, like that culture is so, and I say this as someone who's never been, like that culture is so different and so for that school only and it's so tight knit and small that I can't see them like getting up for and like always traveling for like all these other games like you kind of expect you know Kentucky to do right right so during the time like I don't see how North Dakota State could fall into the mix of like oh you know we're moving up and maybe we'll get into the 14 playoff because like that's not a real possibility for them yeah, I mean, my only the only way I see them moving up is if like mega conferences are coming a thing, and there's like kind of not enough talent, like schools left to pick from, and the big times just like, all right, we can choose between like I don't know Tulane or <laughs> North Dakota State, <laughs> and they're like, all right, we'll just pick North Dakota State because that makes more sense for us. I think that's like what the way North Dakota State ends up going out. They're not going to go to the back. I think no. they'd rather be in, like, if they got a chance to join the Big Ten, I think, yeah. But that seems so far-fetched. Yeah. But who knows? If they're if we're every conference is a mega conference that has 20 teams, then maybe, maybe they're like, all right, we're going to invite them instead of Tulsa, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, like, yeah, and even then, like, you really would be, like, like, yeah. 
props to North Dakota State for being honest with themselves and not, like, getting up too early. Because, like, it would really suck to, like, think of, like, okay, they're in X division right now, or they're in the Big Ten right now. Like, what are they going to be later, you know? I don't, you know, it would suck to, like, think of them, like, how they're wading through the Texas Oklahoma situation as an already FBS school. But they right. still have the option to say, no, we're going to stand pat still, even though this past year wasn't that great. We're still North Dakota State, and we're still like the FCS school everyone wants to be. Oh, for sure. Agreed. 100%. And it would suck to be like, okay, they're moving up. In what other ways will they sell out later on? Wouldn't like that. Maybe. I agree. Yeah. James Madison. These are really hard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they lose a few more times in a row to North Dakota State, they're like, all right, we'll join the AAC. It'd be a good fit there. Yeah, that, and, like, that's a school that, like, steadfastly over the past, like, or consistently at least, like, over the past, like, 10 or so years, like, as a Mac guy, I've always been like, give me them. Give me them. Right, you know, if the Mac's going to expand by like adding teams up, they're on the short list for sure. Sure, I agree. Uh, Illinois State could they be one of those teams that's like, yeah, let's get into FBS play? Because at some point, I think like this twelve-team playoff. I don't know how much my answer changes with like this week's news, but the twelve-team playoff really felt like something where like, okay, more teams from the FCS will try to you know, level up in this world. More right. teams that are already like low tier FBS will want to try to level up even more. Uh, Illinois State though, do they want to level up? Could you see that? I'm going to say no because I have no idea. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and these two schools have been really promising because, and they've been investing a shit ton into their very new programs. Uh, Sam Houston State, they just won the D2 title, and they've invested a crap ton. Could they make, like, a mega move, like, up? I mean, I think they'll make a move up, FCS, minimum. They could make a mega move. They could liberty themselves up Mm -hmm. eventually. So I think that seems like that's what their goal is, to liberty themselves to the FBS. Who knows? It would be longer than five years, though. Four years from now. Hmm. West Florida. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Do they, you know, they're a D2 program. They, I think they won the title like two years ago it was, two seasons ago. And their program was only founded like a handful of years ago. It's probably younger than the American Conference. I mean, what was South Florida's path to the FBS? Uh, just being in Tampa. Well, I mean, like, what did they start off as? Oh, they started as an FCS school on Division One AA back in the day. Crazy they pulled that off. Started in 1997 as an FCS school. Jesus. And then, yeah. Coastal Carolina, I mean, they, they started in the early 2000s. True. As, like, an FCS school. Good point. I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe these two schools are going to be in the FBS before we know it. 
Westford to the Mac.